A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, everybody. Mike Reigns here, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, with another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. And I am joined, as always, by Sarge. Ahoy! From the internet. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. <laughs> so, oh, uh, so uh, today, uh, we're dealing with the uh, fallout of uh, SEAL Team 6 not storming uh, the inauguration and arresting all the bad guys and saving the world and uh, how QAnon is reacting to uh, their latest and most important prediction failing yet again and also uh, weird attempts to normalize QAnon uh, both from state Republican parties and uh, Fox News. So uh, that's kind of the overview of our episode. But again, we deal with we were dealing with QAnon, so we got to let you know this shit might get bad. Content warning: The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So, uh, having said that, if you now know what you're getting yourself into and you enjoy what is happening here, uh, please consider uh, kicking in a few dollars to us at uh, patreon.com slash poker politics. Give us your you're- fucking money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Do we've got a $10 Patreon. Uh, Liam C., uh, thank you so much. That is incredibly generous of you to do that. Um, next week we'll be going over everybody on the wall of fame as it were, but we just wanted to, uh, announce, uh, the newest member to one of our higher tier levels and our appreciation, uh, thereof. Um, beyond that, uh, if you do have money to give, but you're not going to give it to us three clowns, uh, please donate to love146.org. They are an anti-human trafficking group that actually attempts to save the children, which is what QAnon's catchphrase is. And then they start telling you about how 5G is going to radiate you and give you cancer. And uh, the vaccine is actually a microchip from Bill Gates that will track your every movement. 
So, uh, and if you, you don't know, care about that shit, give the money to us so that way we can afford VTuber ring, rigs so that we can, yeah. we can start presenting our nonsense to you in the form of delightful digital anime girls. And tell us, tell us what kind of animals our anime VTuber girls should be. Uh, yeah, because we are still going to rock the uh, furry motif from our uh, thumbnail for the podcast. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, don't we already have animals assigned to us via our art? Yeah. Our, our, yeah. Our, aren't I sort of locked into being a cool donkey with a monocle? Yeah, and I'm a I'm a jackal, and very, very, very I cool and, and I'm a I'm a uh, satanic goat of. Some and you're, the, you're the great Satan. Yes, six six six. Wait, you're to tell you about why Republicans are really bad. Yeah, <laughs> this is where it's so it, bad that, that even I, the Dark Lord, uh, fear them and they're evil. This is where, if we could afford an audio engineer, we drop in drop in a sick free guitar riff. <laughs> A fair use guitar riff. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter how much money we have. Don't want to get DMCA'd. Right. Exactly. Oh man. So, um, that those are possibilities for our future endeavors on ye old podcast, be it, uh, sexy furry ladies or whatever will you. Uh, but in the current moment, we, we just have to deal with the news that involves cues. What's everyone's favorite death cult been up to this past week? It's time for Q's in the News. Speaking of Q, I think we should go the, the, the Q route with our VTuber rigs, and we should just keep it to be audio-only podcast, but just assure the people that the VTubing is happening and that it's coming. <laughs> yes, yeah. We just continue to take their money. It's, it's also called the Star Citizen Approach. <laughs> now, if you give us money, you're stimulating the, the economy because we'll hire somebody. <laughs> to fucking do uh producing and other shit like that so we'll do what the republicans say they're doing we will be job creators we will be job creators yeah i'm gonna fucking create a job for the for the local coke dealer put the lines (laughs) up there (laughs) somebody somebody from patreon right now listening to the podcast against all odds and ready to pull the plug on us because i made that joke (laughs) <laughs> the one, uh, <laughs> the After one audio engineer, then the money goes to the my soundboard, so I can just be like, bwah, 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 and then I don't have to do the air. The one time I ever asked for asked for people's money online, I made a jo- I made I made a joke in there about spending the money on hookers and blow, and the website facilitating that was not pleased. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike, you're telling me Space Force didn't come in in power armor and like bust up the inauguration uh that appears to have not been the case although uh QAnon is desperately trying to figure out exactly how it is that uh joe biden who is obviously uh moloch's uh favorite son luciferian yeah luciferian uh all of these things uh is our uh president and how they can square that with uh Q's admonishments that no satanic monster would ever again uh, grace the Oval Office. Well, so, if only Q himself or herself, I guess technically, but let's be real. If only Q himself could could reappear and and <laughs> use his steady hand to guide his flock. But uh, that old boy has still fucked completely off. Yeah, uh, Q Q's given up on this shit so totally and so completely. And it makes me laugh that uh, none of the major QAnon promoters are out here saying, man, I wish we'd see a Q drop sometime soon. Really be helpful to have the boss, like, uh, let us know what's going on. 
nobody's saying that because every one of them knew that Q is just a dumb idiot on Eight Kun that is getting paid by Jim and Warren Watkins to peddle bullshit. Give me, a, give me a roll call of the, the big grifters and what they are saying since they're not asking for Q drops. Okay. Actually, so, before we do that, this is this is something that, that that's come up a couple of times, and I've bitten my tongue because I'm not really sure how to handle it. Should we be promoting these idiots by saying their stupid names on on our podcast? Well, they're all on Gab now. If you have a Gab account, <laughs> if you if you have a Gab account, you're already a racist. Yeah, basically. I mean, hey, Gab, hit me up. I'll write you some slogans for free. You put them on the side of buses. <laughs> We're we're not <laughs> listing. We're not saying they're band dodging accounts on Twitter. If you want that, you can go to Mike's Twitter and yeah. uh, <laughs> parlor. If you lived here, you'd be anti-Semitic by now. <laughs> uh, someone uh, someone had a great uh, slogan for Gab. They had the word Gab, and then below it, they had a uh, Groipers Aryans Brotherhood. And it was <laughs> just like, yep, that's about where we're at. I mean. Um, but uh, this, yeah, I mean, I don't have to actually name the names of these people, as it were. Uh, what I mean, the thing is, is that we have just uh, three divergent views on what is actually happening to America in this moment and um, what that means for you, the QAnon follower, as you try to navigate these trying times. Uh, without Papa Bear in the in the big chair, <laughs> and what that means for you, the average yeah. stupid American. Yes, exactly. What you, the average American who's been sold a bill of goods about this horse shit and doesn't want to uh, give up on it. Although I will say that, like, um, the one thing I've noticed from the rank and file of QAnon, I mean, all the promoters are just like tamping this shit down. They're not going to say these awful words. But I'm seeing a lot of the rank and file uh, bringing up this thing called Operation Trust, which was a uh, Soviet psyop that was basically designed to make it look like things were actually happening to overthrow the government, but they weren't. It was just a sort of a passivity psyop. And uh, now there's a lot of QAnon rank and file that are screaming at the promoters, you're just another like form of control, Operation Trust, motherfucker, you no good so-and-so. Uh, motion to make trust uh, an acronym for Trump really underpaid his state taxes because that used <laughs> to be what Operation Trust is really going to be about. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, QAnon idiots, I too am excited about Operation Trust. How is that going? <laughs> Uh, we're about to find out from the state of New York uh, sooner, I'd say about in a month or so. And uh, as QAnon has often said, nothing can stop what is coming, as it were. Except uh, an election and like 30 plus court cases. Yeah. And so and, does that does that mean we've gotten a little off on a tangent, but does that Operation Trust, I'm, I'm air quoting here, does that mean the rank and file is starting to turn against Q? Uh, some of them are. I mean, the, like you will find uh, many QAnon promoters that still have like largely uh, universal support from their followers. But like some of these guys are posting stuff and they're just getting vitriol. Like half their half those replies are support. The other half are Operation Trust or you're just an idiot. This thing is obviously a LARP. Like give it up, you moron. 
So there's there's pushback now where there wasn't before, but like still uh, the Telegram, um, the comments on Telegram are still getting five and six figures worth of views and stuff like that. There's still a market for this bullshit that exists. Telegram, all white news for an alt right audience. Oh God. Uh, one of one of one of the guys uh, that I one of the other researchers calls it Terrorgram. And uh, he, because it's really a scary place to be. Um, but the three divergent uh, views of what's going on is one: Biden is not really president. The military is letting uh, Biden basically have a Truman Show slash WandaVision kind of life as president. But oh yeah, uh, I've seen the pictures of this. He's in a he's in a movie movie studio when in all of his photos oh, of him yeah, in the yeah. Naval office. It's definitely a movie set because look at the windows; they're mirrors. Yeah, God, that made me so mad. It's just the so yeah, so, so yeah. So there's the uh, there's the movie set theory, and then that theory expands into when Biden signing these executive orders, the papers are actually blank. He's just like scribbling his John Hancock on nothing. Um, this this theory also was uh, had uh, was bolstered by the claim that all of Biden's alleged executive orders were not in the uh, Federal Registry, which is like a website you can access, which shows you like all the like, government documents. And then like the Federal Registry came out and said uh, all of Biden's EOs that he signed, like from the moment he got to be president on the twentieth until whenever. They're all going to show up in the uh, January 25th edition of the Federal Registry. And then lo and behold, they did. So that little talking point died a death. But if they uh, really wanted if they really wanted to get the info out of there, they would have stashed it on like uh, a laptop and then uh, handed it in to some chungo repairman. Yes, a, a blind repairman who somehow still knew it was Hunter Biden who had given him the laptop. He could say he could smell that it was Hunter Biden because of the stink of little girl all over him. <laughs> Don't ask yeah. him how he knows what little girls stink like. <laughs> hey, so so Q, Q must have just run away with all the laptops and the the secret uh, server they pulled out of Germany and the the battle the battle of uh, I can't think of a German. Frankfurt. Frankfurt, God damn it! <laughs> did you did you just fail to think of any German city? Yeah, just, just whiff whiff on all German. My all brain, German my brain kept trying to say Moscow, and I knew it was wrong. I was like, "Don't say Moscow, do not say Moscow." And then because I was so caught up back here trying to not say Moscow, I couldn't think of Munich. Oh God, that's, that's that's Munich or any other place in Germany. <laughs> oh, I couldn't think of anything. I had nothing. Excellent, excellent. I'm glad that we're like five minutes in and Serge is already like just like, like totally, totally offline. But um, so the uh, Truman Show, uh, Biden presidency, uh, all of these um, theories are predicated upon the idea that for some reason Trump needed to dip out so that the military could launch the coup against Biden without it looking partisan. And then when Trump is reinstalled as president for life, uh, we'd all be cool with it because Trump didn't directly issue the edict to start the coup, that it was nebulous military leaders who did it and then meet him. Uh, I mean, if, if Donald J. Trump manages to like, 
run up on a stage somewhere without getting gunned down by Secret Service and like pull the mask off of a an actual lizard man Joe Biden, then I will fall in line. I'll be like, you know what? I've slandered I've slandered you in the past, Donald Trump, but it turns out that you really were here to save us from the lizard armada. Let's start a rumor that if he can run up and hit Biden with a folding chair, he becomes president. Yeah, uh, Trump's just got to cash in the money in the bank, and the, yeah, exactly. Let's do that. Let's 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 start that uh, thing and, and watch him waddle uh, ineffectually towards Biden and his army of Secret Service. Was it Hell in a Cell where they had to climb the ladder and get the briefcase? At the no, that's top? money in the bank. That's money. Money in the bank. In the bank? actually brought up a second ago yes okay okay wow way to trample all over mike's reference by trying to trying to make the same reference but then failing as if though you didn't learn your lesson from the munich thing <laughs> i'm very good at this i definitely have watched wrestling in the past sorry you know, don't start something unless you got something <laughs> so, so um we have, we have that so we have the Truman Show Biden presidency. The uh, second layer of that is QAnon going into the 10 days of darkness, which is something they always pivot to whenever they need to explain why something shitty has happened. And that's because that shitty thing will last 10 days. And then after that tribulation, we will have vindication. And so there is this uh, belief in some of the QAnon promoters that at the end of January, uh, after having shown us how terrifying a Biden presidency would be over the course of a week and a half, that the military will then finally pull the plug on Biden. America will be deeply relieved to have been saved from him and Trump will be once again ensconced in power. Is and 10 Days of Darkness important for some reason? Is that more pseudo-biblical bullshit? It's, it's actually uh, a, it's actually from a quote. It's actually from a Q drop. And the thing that's really weird about that Q drop is that it doesn't say 10 days of darkness. What it says is like 10 days. And then below the word, uh, the word 10 days, it then says darkness below that. And it's so it's really odd. But. And they've never figured out what the 10 days are about. It's just a thing that they always latch onto whenever bad shit happens. They're like, oh my God, this is the 10 days of darkness. This is it. And because they love, uh, because Q is just so goddamn vague and incoherent, uh, you never, um, you never will actually have a defining, um, Characteristic for what the 10 days of darkness is. Yeah, Q drop 88 is 10 days, period, darkness, and then just a ton of shit. And it's just. I prefer, like, I prefer 10 days, period, dankness. Ooh, Winnie, yes. blaze it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> eat some Cheetos and play some Xbox Live. <laughs> that was the greatest uh, when Q actually was whining about Xbox Live going down for a while. That was what? when. He, that happened? Yeah, that happened. It was like a, it was a really hilarious period. Oh yeah, Did, didn't didn't you know that uh, Xbox Live is uh, is part of the the pro Q movement? Please don't sue us, Microsoft. That's not true. 
Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it was a really weird thing where, like, he was, like, showing all these maps of, like, Xbox Live being down. And he was just like, what the fuck is this shit? Xbox Live ain't working. And people were just like, wow. this!" Is, and then they, they retconned it into being uh, Xbox Live is how the cabal communicates secretly. I mean, yeah. look. What? Uh, aside from the fact that they are just, like, always getting cucked by Sony, uh, I, too, am a Microsoft supporter. Like, I own Xbox consoles and yada yada and all that. But that being said, when I picture the video game hardware that incels and white supremacists are gaming on, if it ain't a PC, it's probably a Microsoft. It's probably an Xbox, buddy. I'm not going to lie. My, my, like, it just, uh, probably because Xbox Live has been so, like, notoriously racist and homophobic for its entire run. <laughs> like, ah, yes, the online service I associate the most with white supremacy. Yeah, I, I can't argue with you there. If I had to pick one for my rampant racism, it'd be Xbox Live. I mean, it's a great place to go if you want, like, a 12-year-old kid from somewhere in the Midwest of America to tell you that you are both... Uh, african-american and homosexual but not using those terms <laughs> spicing those terms up just a skosh maybe just a tad as it were yeah. i mean that that, that would make that experience a lot more delightful they, they need what they need to do is they just need to make a politeness filter like an algorithm an ai learning device that just in real time like replaces all those words with just like their like appropriate versions <laughs> that would that would make the service great like, oh, what are you using? Wall hacks? You African American homosexual? <laughs> like, oh, sweet. I know I know that this kid is I know that this kid is the worst, but I don't have to hear him being the worst. <laughs> yeah. And now they just make the good place software and it just replaces it with something like very palatable, like spoon. Yeah. Forking. Yes. I am I I am here for that kind of absolute brain melting insanity to become reality. That would be And I'm here to think about forking Janet. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. All of these things. Janet can uh, get it. Like the AT&T girl, you know that girl that's on all those AT&T commercials? My roommate hit me to the fact that she's got some body karate which she's not stuffed into that stupid collared shirt. <laughs> Anyway, what were we talking about? Sorry, my, my brain, my, it's easy to get my brain to, dr- to drift to a more pleasant world than the one we live in, where QAnon is a thing that we have to discuss. Uh, yeah, so at, what was really funny is uh, there was a poll on Terrorgram about uh, how long will Biden be in office, and 84% of the people that replied said a month or less. The two options were like a few days or like a week and then the other one was like a month, and then like a year, and four years, and eight years were after that. And like the, those sorts of polls are great. How, how awesome is L in the bedroom? Good, very good, or amazingly good? It's just yeah. like the, 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 those are your options. You pick one, or you fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So basically, um, they have this deadline that it's got to be within a month or else like they're going to start asking a lot of questions about why Biden's being allowed to maintain the presidency. And so they have their last ditch, insane bullshit nonsense uh, coming from the idea that we're not run under the proper constitution right now. We are under the constitution of the corporation of the United States of America. <laughs> and not I the read this on your Twitter. It's yeah. so wild. And not the uh, country of the United States of America. 
And uh, basically, there was this incredibly small bit of legislation in 1871 that came about for the governance of Washington, D.C., and how the District of Columbia would be, uh, like, administered. And these people have concocted this insane conspiracy theory that we made the District of Columbia a corporation and then like sold it to the British crown or whoever the boogaboo of 1871 was. And America has been basically ensnared in this uh, globalist web of lies ever since. And that our government doesn't represent us. It represents the interests of the people who own the District of Columbia and all of this other nonsense. And damn Arasaka. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, President Myers. Got to respect the office. But um, so this idea that the Constitution was somehow subverted by this, again, tiny piece of legislation, which couldn't uh, subvert the Constitution, uh, then uh, gets expanded upon that uh, at this moment, we live under a fraudulent Constitution a constitution that reads the constitution of the United States of America and the true constitution, the liberty and justice constitution, the America constitution is the constitution for the United States of America. And the people that run this scam, they will point you to the preamble of the constitution where it actually does use the term constitution for the United States of America. And they try to like, make you think, oh, my God, I've been using Constitution of my whole life. These fucking bastards, these uh, this shadowy group of people who've uh, taken over America, it's an ill-defined point in, in the history, they changed the Constitution from for to of, and that means something because you're telling me it does, even though it fucking doesn't. Are these and, uh, do, do these people immediately go back to using the uh, Pledge of Allegiance before they added the under God to it? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was in the 50s, right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that shit was like fucking, you know, our grandparents can remember when they did that. It's fucking crazy. Right. Yeah, uh, the, yeah the under God stuff. And, that, and that's when they started slapping under God on all of our currency because uh, we had to let everybody know that we weren't the same as those godless Soviets. So uh, that's when we got that religious fever in our public lives. Yeah, I was reading that a lot of the QAnon is moving to the sovereign citizen model. And yeah. is, is this sovereign citizen where America is a corporation? So we're, we're all our own sovereign nation. Yeah, this is all sovereign citizen bullshit. The whole corporation of the United States is sovereign citizen bullshit. Um, If you want a good time, go to YouTube and look up Sovereign Citizens and you get to watch a bunch of videos of people getting tased or mace because they keep telling the police that they're sovereign citizens. See, it's 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 looking like as as things go, you know, like as as things go along with the Q crowd, it seems more and more likely that at some point our humble little show is going to have to have to start talking about all the different splinter like, you know, nationalist movements that QAnon reverted back to. I almost said turned into, but it turns out a lot of these things have just been around for a long time and just sort of like gelled under the Q banner for a while. And now without Papa Q to lead them to greatness, 
uh, them game stonks are starting to, to crater. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, <laughs> nice references, Boomer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically QAnon was, uh, had turned all the blobs in the lava lamp into one giant blob. And now those blobs are breaking off and, and splintering and fracturing and making the lava lamp more exciting because now you have different things to look at as they float around in the water. Well, what, what I'm getting at is at some point we might have to do an episode about this sovereign citizen because I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. I mean, I picked up enough of it through context, but we yeah. don't need to get into it here. Maybe down the line. Maybe when, maybe down the line when somebody looks up on YouTube, hey, what's the deal with this sovereign citizen bullshit? Our stupid mugs will come up or our virtual girl avatars if we get enough of that sweet, sweet Patreon money. I think that it is very uh, possible and also kind of important to deal with uh, something that like one of the people I follow on Twitter uh, deemed the alt reality uh, movement. And that's basically what QAnon is. And Sovereign Citizen is aggressively alt reality as well. I mean, these are all people that are just creating new uh, realities. They're just making new ways to view the world that are not true and are total bullshit. People that were like, man, these alternate reality games are pretty fun. You know what we should do? Make alternate reality reality. And- yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's we what this really is. touched on Sovereign Citizen uh, a couple weeks ago when we talked about that lady who hired a Sovereign Citizen lawyer who was preying on QAnon believers so she could steal her own child back. He he cited Sovereign Citizen law and it- – <laughs> Yeah, it's all goofy, but yeah. we've touched on it briefly before. Oh, yeah. But uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up is that this whole idea of the uh, Constitution for the United States, if you actually read the preamble, it's just basically saying, look, we're trying this thing. We're going to take a shot at it to see if we can make a government that's going to work. And therefore, we propose a Constitution for the United States. So you can tell, like, in the preamble – the reason why they use that terminology is because, like, hey, here's our idea for a government. So this is for the United States. And then and, again, and then that's all the sovereign citizens and all the people that are pulling this bullshit want you to look at. So you get the Mandela effect, the Berenstein Bears. You get all that shit percolate in your brain. That movie Shazam everybody loved about back in the day before they rebooted it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And what they don't want you to do is actually go through the constitution and then read the oaths of office for the president, the vice president, the legislature, because all of those oaths uh, use the term constitution of the United States. So the inside the constitution itself, it refers to itself as of and not for, because the people who wrote it understood that's what you would say after the constitution became a thing. So this whole nonsense exists literally in the preamble of the Constitution and nowhere else. Lord. Well, fun, fun stuff. Uh, so I, I guess we, we spent enough time talking about that. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to, to our next news item. Uh, I, I've, got, I've got listed here on my notes. Something's going on. Something notorious and foul notorious. I don't know. That's the wrong word. Something bad is happening in Sequim, Washington. I think that's how you pronounce that. Sequim. Uh, Sequim Washington has a QAnon mayor, an aggressively QAnon mayor. Now, he's a 
faithless mayor, meaning he wasn't elected by the 7,000 citizens of Sequim. Uh, hopefully that's correct. Uh, he is a part of the city council and then the city council votes and makes him mayor. Nefarious uh, was the word I was trying to find nefarious. when I said notorious. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> glad you got there. Like I'm still dealing with Conor McGregor getting trucked last week, so he's working through some things. Like I did with Munich, you got there with Nefarious. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So 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 this so this poor place. He said it's got about seven thousand residents in in Washington State. Has a has a Q mayor. How's that? How's that have been affecting their sleepy town? Uh, not great. Because the mayor keeps promoting QAnon on, like, the weekly news show and in, uh, I guess, press releases. But they they have virtual town council meetings and they keep everyone. It's it's like a a live, a real life Parks and Rec. Everyone comes into the virtual uh, town meetings and is just like, hey, will you disavow QAnon now? And then he just says no. And uh, he's trying to make the town a, like, QAnon uh, preserve. Like, you can come up there and just be openly Q. Uh, and the town is not happy about that. And the mayor tried to fire the city planner, the head of the city council. And uh, so now two, no, 1,000 people in the town of, 7,000 signed a petition to have that not happen. It's it's just actively tearing this town apart. There's a great Daily Beast article, if you just want to look up Sequim, and it breaks down the thrilling story of what happens in a town when Q takes over. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to see if they can make it on their own. In a, in a, in a previous life, uh, making previous like long forgotten content, I famously suggested that we just give Detroit over to the Juggalos and see <laughs> if they can make it work. So, oh, maybe, maybe he's a weak mayor, not a, a faithless mayor. <laughs> he's not faithless; he's just weak. That's I guess that's the actual legal term. He's a a weak mayor form of government. Yeah, the, that weak, timid, and untrustworthy mayor. Uh, so, I mean, but yeah, like, who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll be good for the, for the city to have an influx of, of Q attention. Maybe, maybe it'll help boost their economy and all the racism and white nationalism aside, maybe it'll really turn Sequim, Washington around. <laughs> he, I don't know yeah. if you're listening and you happen to be from Sequim, Washington, uh, send us, send us some, uh, some DMs on the Twitter sphere and, uh, we can, we can find out what's going on with your, your little Q town or <laughs> they become like actual Q town, like, like Jonestown. The, the mayor, he's a big fan of Kurt Schilling, who apparently has also embraced QAnon. Oh yeah. Well, yeah that, that, dude needs, that dude needs all the money he can get after <laughs> getting, after getting worked over like a speed bag by the state of Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you'd like to hear about Kurt Schilling. One of the funniest things about Kurt Schilling was before I was anything on the internet, like he had had me blocked on Twitter. Like I had like 500 <laughs> followers, if that. And I, someone made a, it, it was, it, this was, this was back when Deadspin wasn't uh, a dead husk of what it used to be. There was like an article about Schilling on Deadspin and I couldn't read the tweet. And I'm like, why can't I read this tweet? And then I went on Twitter and I was like, you're blocked by Kurt Schilling. And I was like, what the fuck? 
I get like two likes on my tweets, if that. Like, how did he know me and how did he block me? What the shit? Maybe, maybe you're maybe you're secretly Kurt Schilling's like illegitimate love child, and he was just embarrassed to finally meet you, even if digitally. He knows That's, how much you hate the Red Sox. Uh, yes, me, me, and the Washington. He, he knows Sox. that you didn't appreciate Kingdoms of Amalur colon the Reckoning enough, and he <laughs> your guts for it. This is true. I totally didn't appreciate that game. I'm kind of a bastard that way. He was like, I did everything you wanted. I hired all the greats. R.A. Salvatore, Todd McFarlane. <laughs> like, uh, guess. Oh, man. So um, beyond uh, the lovely uh, Q Mayor in Washington, we've also had an, uh, an uptick in – Republicans trying to normalize and rationalize uh, QAnon as a thing that is uh, tolerable, uh, starting with uh, the G- the Republican Party of Oregon uh, declaring the January 6th uh, attack on the Capitol to be a false flag, which uh, is great and totally rational. And uh I can see why Oregon's Republican Party has very little, if any, power in the state and hopefully will never have power in the state when they're pulling shit like that. It seems like a pretty bold claim to make without any sort of evidence. But what do I know? (laughs) Hey, uh, who needs evidence when you have Q? I mean, just uh, do your own research and you can come up with anything. Oh, what so, is the, I'm assuming, so I'm assuming that they, they're saying that it was a false flag operation to continue to pull the pants down around Donald J. Trump's ankles. Yes, the whole idea is that um, proud, honest, American-loving patriots would never have attacked the Capitol, and that the people that uh, carried this operation out were obviously Antifa super soldiers uh, working to discredit the right wing. Antifa super soldiers. Oh, it, all that stuff's out there. Don't worry. Don't you worry your pretty little head, Serge. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure that I'm sure that a, a racist conservative's idea of what an antifa super soldier looks like is really not progressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we had that, and uh, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of talk about the fact that it just came out today that the leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, uh, is actually a longstanding FBI informant, and that he was arrested like a couple days before uh, the attack on D.C. happened. So I'm sure that uh, the various and sundry people that want to uh, paint the attackers in an unflattering light are going to say that uh, he was uh, he had duped the Proud Boys into committing this false flag because the FBI told him to do that as part of his uh, undercover operation. Smart. Oh, yeah. The, it doesn't seem like the Proud Boys would ever break into a place with a Confederate flag. <laughs> oh, never, never. They had to be coerced into it. They were that, that they would never does it, care. Does it count as coercion if you simply talk about it around them and then they go buy a bunch of six packs of beer and do it? I think so. I mean, the the president definitely coerced former president definitely coerced all those uh, patriots into storming the Capitol. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and you saying that uh, triggered one last little bit of information from the uh, previous segment. Uh, there's a Q drop that where Q said we we actually played this drop back when we were doing Q drops. We didn't have all news all the time, 
But in QDrop22, Q asks, what former president used the military to save the republic? And now they're retconning that to mean Trump. So in 2017, when Q was asking about former presidents, he was actually saying, what I mean is in three years when Trump's a former president, he's going to use the military to save us all. So the aggressive retconning of everything Hughes ever said. My God, all of the all of the all of the sloppy retconning has finally made me figure it out. <laughs> Hugh was really Joe Casada this whole time. <laughs> and that's a that's a reference. See, I noticed that uh, neither Sarge nor uh, nor Mike laughed very hard there. Uh, George Casada used to be the head of Marvel Studios. No, I I, I knew the comic, I knew the comic wing of it. But yeah, before, they made, before they made movies, Sarge, they used to make comic books, which were like, you know, images and words printed on physical paper. <laughs> I, I knew I knew that it was 99 percent a shot at Marvel's comics and their terrible retcons. I just didn't know his name vis-a-vis Marvel. But I'm like, that has worked. I know you're out there. I could hear you leaving. L. <laughs> but um. So we yeah so we had the we had Oregon pull that shit and then uh, we had Texas uh, post a message about how hey join us on Gab and they did this while reminding everybody that the Texas Republican Party has changed their uh, motto to we are the storm and uh, they did this about a year ago because they are run by Alan West, who is a absolute piece of shit who is dishonorably discharged from the military and probably like should be considered a war criminal. And uh, because such people can achieve uh, power in the Republican Party in America, he became the chair of the Texas GOP and then was just like, I'm going to start winking and nodding at QAnon. And the Republican Party of Texas was like, sure, sounds fair. I mean, what do we care? Uh, we'll we'll let our freak freak flag fly. We're totally okay with that. Uh, Don't tread on Q. Oh, oh God! There needs to be a Gadsden flag where the snake is a Q, and you just like sell it that way. And uh, we make so much money selling little little coiled up Q snake flags. Yes. Oh God, that is. Uh, we're actually going to end the podcast right now, go to Redbubble or Zazzle or whatever it is, start cranking those flags out and just, I mean, I mean, have they, have they started, have they started cranking out make America Q again hats? Cause if not, boy, howdy, they need to, I mean, I think, <laughs> where, yes. do I, where do I buy all my terrible Q merchandise now that they're banned from like every platform? Walmart. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to think of a racist company. It was the first one that jumped to mind. <laughs> that would be so I awesome. Throw a dart, I guess. <laughs> I remember was, was like, that craft store that's fiercely Christian, Michaels or whatever. Uh, Hobby, Hobby Lobby. Oh, Hobby, Hobby Lobby. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Hobby Lobby. You can go get you can go get get all the Q merchandise you want at Hobby Lobby. No, Michael Michaels is the not fiercely Christian one. I mean, so, so sorry, I, I managed to mix up those craft stores in my head. <laughs> uh, obviously, especially during the pandemic, not exactly going out to the craft store very often. <laughs> not, not, not doing a ton of macrame, even though I guess I have the time. <laughs> there was, uh, I just remember there was a, uh, I was in the, I was in a mall, and they had like the T-shirt cart where you just like pop culture shirts, just whatever. How like, many Rick and Morty shirts were there? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, there were a few, but the thing that I remembered that was like the most like just jarring juxtaposition was there was a shirt that was a picture of Billie Eilish. And then next to that shirt was a picture of Donald Trump with a ripped Superman body and like the Superman S like bursting out from his suit jacket that he was like ripping off. And I was just like, I wonder how many people have like piled those two shirts together and purchased them. Maybe the, the humble t-shirt salesman was trying to make some sort of statement regarding the body image issues that Billie Eilish uh, famously struggles with. Uh, yes, by comparing her to Super Trump, the golden Adonis that we all worship. From hey, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it was a statement that was on the money. I'm just saying that maybe maybe give maybe give our poor T-shirt peddler a, 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 little, a little credit. I'm picturing of like like you know industrial revolution, like dirty, like like out on the corner hawking like newspapers. Like little urchin kid, but with a cart for t-shirts with Billy Eilish and fucking Donald Trump on Superman's body screen printed onto them. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with you. <laughs> I was I was literally just like the whole time you were talking, I was waiting for the word urchin, and when it hit, I just killed me. I was like, I just want that little urchin. You're even watching. You've now used peddler and urchin in the like the same sentence. Uh, it's beautiful. It's truly beautiful. I mean, how do you how do you describe salespeople? You <laughs> Shopkeep. I, I I've heard you say fishmonger several times, sir. <laughs> you can just call that person like fish guy or fish guy at the store. I've heard you bust out fishmonger. <laughs> he was a fishmonger. Fish a t-shirt peddler is a t-shirt peddler. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> steering the ship back to smoother waters, as it were. Um, After all of these uh, various Republican state uh, parties took their shots at the, uh, at the gold medal for QAnon support and insanity, uh, the Republican party of Hawaii, which literally has like one Senate seat and like five representatives or something, they're like the nothingest party that has ever existed. Uh, posted a long screed um, supporting QAnon and declaring that QAnon uh, followers follow QAnon for their deep and abiding love of America, and that's why they love Q. And yeah, Texas was like, we love Q, and then Hawaii was like, hold my Kona big wave, which uh, is a, a beer from Hawaii that I just looked up because I didn't know any. I like that you added yourself as having to Google that. But... uh so Hawaii went whole hog on this thing with just a long thread about Q. Hog, I get it. Hawaii joke. Rimshot. Boom. Nailed it. And they were just crushing this whole thing about like Q is great. We love them. And if you're a QAnon supporter, the Hawaii Hawaiian Republican Party like welcomes you with open arms, QAnon lovers. You're the best. And the sick thing about all of this is that this wasn't even the worst shit the Hawaiian Republican Party had done. Because the person running the Twitter account then also uh, sent out a tweet where they were like, hey, this guy whose name is like Stickshammer666 or whatever, his name might be a little weird, but he's got a lot of uh, like opinions that you need to take seriously and think about. That This guy is a serious and somber person who speaks eloquently and is, uh, is, is a great thinker for our times. And uh, that man is a Holocaust denier. 
FYI, just uh, they the people found the videos of this dude, and he just has one video where he's like, you know, Zyklon B is just a delousing agent. You'd have to get so much of it on you for it to be able to do anything to you. I yeah. mean, it would have to absolutely <laughs> cover you. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe if you were, Sorry, go ahead. You know, maybe if you were trapped in a room where the where it was hermetically sealed and they just pumped a ton of Zyklon B in, it might cover you. It might just do that, wouldn't it? And fucking kill you. And so this absolute like human piece of shit uh, promoted his high Holocaust denial bullshit, and he got the bro fist from the Hawaiian Republican Party. And uh, this led to a little bit of fallout uh, that I think Sarge knows about. Uh, well, no, that the the QAnon tweets, he got to stay in the Hawaiian GOP until the the please, please think about forgiving Q tweets. He got kicked out. Uh, and this guy, he got the Twitter account taken away from him and kicked out of the Hawaii GOP. He's a known supporter of Comicsgate, which if you don't know what that is, it is a terrible movement akin to Gamersgate, where they just promote misogyny in comic books. Uh, it's and, all about some comic book reporting. Yes, it's it's all about that. It it's all yeah, terrible. White uh, white incels really uh, it really sticks in their craw when journalists don't have integrity. <laughs> oh, God, no. Yeah, no, this guy was just an all-around piece of shit, and it took him openly supporting QAnon to get the GOP Hawaii GOP Twitter account taken away from him and get him fired. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I mean, it seems like the Hawaiian Republican Party is kind of a thankless job to have. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, can you imagine being conservative in Hawaii? How is that even possible? Yeah. How can you be a, how can you be a white conservative in Hawaii? It's all like gorgeous, actual paradise, but covered in, you know, people that are not white. But all the- like, oh, wow, I found I found that paradise that God was talking about. But there are a lot of brown people here. Uh, I'm. I think it's like a lot of other places. The moneyed elite are white, and they vote. Oh well, sure. I mean, there's no, there's no like, you know. I don't think that's about how Hawaii became part of our great union. It certainly wasn't because we went and gave them a big handshake. It was because we showed up with our white guns, and uh, that was that. Now Hawaii is a state. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, like I like you know, like it just seems like of all the places to to be a conservative piece of shit, Hawaii. Really, I mean. 
I mean, why why to the liberals, you animals? You go to Alaska where you fucking belong. And like the thing about Hawaii is, is because Obama was born there, you just had so many people in the Republican Party who were just like because Obama was born there. Asterix. Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. The the origin story of Obama liberals like to tell is that he was born in Hawaii. So you just got all these conservatives being like, is Hawaii really America? Does that even count? I mean, I'm not a birther because I don't think he was born in Africa, but I mean, Hawaii, come on, come on. Is it really Remember when the worst thing about Trump was that he would call into Fox News and say he had Obama's birth certificate? Good time. Oh, God. Oh, man. The, the, the halcyon days when all Trump was was a stalking horse for racism and Fox News would put out polls where he was beating Romney in 2021 in a hypothetical Republican primary because he was the guy that was willing to, like, go right up to the line of using racial slurs against Obama, but not quite. Let me ask, let me ask you guys a question. Is it weird to not have heard anything from Trump in – over a week now because he has no access to any sort of social media or news like he we haven't heard his thoughts in like repeatedly in a 24-hour period it's kind of weird i mean the the news cycle is so fast these days at this point it's sort of like trump who i mean i don't know trump 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 is old news your failures are your own old man (laughs) the the new blood is here and that new blood is 78 year old joe biden (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is that QAnon, I don't really think they grasp how quickly an ex-president like fades out of the limelight. Like, Especially one still, that isn't allowed to talk to us. Yeah. Like, oh, they're freaking out over every little tidbit of news they can find about him. Uh, that, that thing that I told you about the former president, like staging the military action to save America. Uh, QAnon like flipped out when Trump created the office of the former president. Yeah. And uh, like, but that's the thing is like, again, like those are, those things are, are like the thin gruel that QAnon is trying to dredge up in order to keep themselves like happy and satiated. And this is stuff like the mainstream media is just like, Oh look, the wacky former president did a wacky thing. Isn't that weird? Okay, whatever. Let's go to sports with Bob. I mean, so no longer is every dumb thing Trump does like something that the media has to breathlessly report on 24 seven. Now it's like a odd human interest story, like a firefighter getting a cat out of a tree. Uh, yeah. I'm. Someone asked me recently, they're like, what is Trump thinking or doing right now? Uh, and I realized I'm like, Oh, I, I don't, I have to look and find someone that has reported on it. Because I don't just immediately know now. And uh, like reportedly, he's very annoyed that Dr. Fauci is doing the the media circuit and being like, yeah, it's really nice to be able to just come and talk to you guys and tell the truth and not have someone from the White House uh, call me immediately after and say you need to be more positive because that's what they were doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's been out there banging that drum, just being like, you know. What was it, Rachel Maddow or whoever who told like straight up was just like, yeah, I was going to come on your show. But then the White House said I couldn't. Yeah. And apparently that's bugging the shit out of Trump. But it is the the most petty, vengeful and delightful thing that he's not allowed to talk to us. He, he just he has no way to disseminate his thoughts. And it is 
it's turning out to be some of the like greatest revenge. Oh, just give him time. Like, well, I, I'm assuming that he, the one American news is in the process of like <laughs> be, being swallowed by Trump's majestic orange presence so that they can emerge as a larger combined monster like Yu-Gi-Oh style out the other side. No, he's oh, going to head, sure. head the Patriot sure. Party. Yeah, someone is going. Uh, Trump like disavowed the Patriot Party recently, also. So like, even that like dumb thing isn't it died a death. Like, uh, it's really interesting. Like, will Fox News take him back at some point? Are they just done with him? Are they going to let Newsmax and OAN try to like rehabilitate him? Like, whatever happens in like the post presidency of this uh, Jamoke. Uh, barring the fact that he lives long enough to make it to 2024 and then run for the presidency again and just reopen that Pandora's box. That would be. <laughs> but um, then on top of all these Republican party, uh, these Republican state parties pulling this bullshit, uh, Tucker Carlson was just kind of like, Hey, QAnon is kind of awesome. And people who don't like it and are telling us not to listen to them. They're committing thought crime. Yeah, what the fuck was going on with that? I haven't read any of the articles. I've just seen a million things saying, like, Fox News is becoming the network of Q, and they keep showing pictures of Tucker Carlson, and, a, God, I can't listen to his voice. So break it down for me, please. Bro, I was happy to know that I've been a thought criminal this whole time. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so basically Tucker just did this whole thing where he's, like, the media, like Twitter and social media taking down all these Q accounts is like a dictatorship and that so what if QAnon thinks the way they think like you're allowed to think what you want to think this is America by gum and he just banged his clog on the table and screamed and yelled a lot about uh, QAnon getting the raw and raw, raw deal on social media and uh, we're gonna have to fix all that and uh, Laura Ingram also kind of did some Q apologetics later on so it's really weird that uh, Fox News, they're floundering. I mean, their ratings are terrible right now. They're not in a good spot. They're being out crazied. <laughs> and they just don't know where their listeners are now, and they can't give their listeners just like the straight Fox News version of things. And so that's leading to all kinds of uh, just turmoil, really, in, inside of Fox. It's very interesting. They're towing. They're they're dipping their toe in the water of openly endor- endorsing a cult. Yep, pretty much. Well, I mean, T- Tucker Carlson's been like you know a habitual line stepper for the, pretty much the entirety of his career. So yeah. you know, it, it's never too surprising when when Fox News comes out in favor of some sort of abhorrent shit. I mean, just look at who was at the top of that company up until uh, you know Murdoch got ousted or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. All right. right. Well, uh, 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 just shy of an hour in, we're finally done with yet another meaty cues in the news segment. Yeah, they keep, well they keep moving the goalposts. How are they ever going to score a touchdown if they keep moving the goalposts? You know that the goalposts are not involved with the scoring of touchdowns, right? No, I, I'm. I know nothing of sports. Is that <laughs> is that a home run? Uh, it's actually a six in cricket is what we're talking about. Here. Cricket. It's a no, it's a, it's a 60 in a game of darts. It's, it's a 180 in a game of darts. It's love and badminton. Yes, it is all of these things. Um, 
So we will now uh, do our great pivot from uh, the cues in the news to uh, the mailbag, as it were. Oh, uh, yeah. How, how swollen is our sack this week? <laughs> swollen. Um, but it, there is a question here that I'm probably going to get incredibly angry at. So I will warn you there. Uh, one of our grand inquisitors, uh, Chairman Walkman, asks, uh, which politician do you think is most reasonably a reptilian? Ooh. I mean, I mean, Mitch McConnell looks pretty yeah. turtle-like, right? I mean, I know we make a lot of funny jokes about it, but what if what if the jokes are funny because they're too true, and he actually really is a secret, uh, well, I was going to say teenage, but septuagenarian ninja turtle person? <laughs> Edgar, Edgar, your skin hanging off your body. <laughs> Sugar in the water. <laughs> Edgar. Uh, I mean, Mitch McConnell looks like he's wearing a reptilian human skin suit, a reptilian issue human skin suit. Uh, so just based on judging a book by its cover, it's it's Mitch McConnell. Uh, I'm willing to accept Mitch McConnell. I would also uh, like to mention Chuck Grassley because that dude just seems like a fossil and – I could just see him one day getting bored, get, like getting a little too heated because he's a cold-blooded reptile and just actually taking his mask off and, and being a reptile underneath. I can see that being possible. And if we're using just a reptile as a stand-in for any uh, non-human uh, person wearing a, a human suit, then my, my pick is probably Mike Pence, who I've uh, said forever is a robot. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that fly landed on him on national television. He didn't even fucking move or blank. He was just... It was just like, wow, this is really solidifying my Mike Pence is a robot theory. I know that just means he's a a, a Nazi in search of the Holy Grail. Uh, well, I mean, it didn't fly in his mouth. <laughs> it off his head. So uh, you're trying to out-reference me, boy. <laughs> uh, I'm so, coming uh, for you. Yeah, thank you, Chairman Walkman, uh, one of our grand inquisitors. Apparently, he he had duties this week, and AIS Millard uh, was out. So uh, Matt Page asks, I still just don't get the story about Biden pretending to be president on a Hollywood stage. Who is behind it and why? Uh, to what end? Uh, I think we covered that mostly in the pod itself, that this is just the, the military's way of like showing us the terrible future that we could have under a Biden presidency before they ring it all in and save us. So you're not getting it because you have a functioning human brain and critical thinking. So many conspiracy theories fall apart the second you apply any sort of critical thinking. Once you ask who benefits from this, where does the money go? Why would they do this? It stops making sense. And that's why it doesn't make any sense to you because you have a functioning human brain and it, it gets really frustrating for people. And you're like, how could anyone like believe this? As for who's behind it, uh, it depends on the clues. If uh, Joe Biden and his people start saying the word cocksucker a bunch, then it's Rob Zombie. If they start saying motherfucker a bunch, then it's Quentin Tarantino if they start having much better taste in music, then it's Edgar Wright. Uh, if the White House explodes, uh, then it's Michael Bay. If it's only good if it's dramatic, but not good if it's anything else, then it's Steven Spielberg. Uh, if it's pretentious and popular, then it's Christopher Nolan. If it's pretentious and not popular, then it's 
God, I, 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 God, I, I got through all of those and I fucking failed on the last one after giving Sarge shit earlier. Wes Anderson, fuck, fucking <laughs> shit. Is he the symmetrical one? Yeah. Okay. Who I do like, but you know, his movies are not exactly like big commercial bombs like, uh, like Christopher Nolan is. And also, unlike Christopher Nolan, he's not a complete fucking hack. He's just got a style. Christopher Nolan has a style and is a hack. <laughs> Christopher, Nolan. Christopher Nolan is like Kevin Smith, only he's still making money. Don't at me. Boom. Boom. Also, also take that Kevin Smith. But, well, Kevin uh, Smith is still making money. He just does podcasts for shekels now, like we want to do. In fact, he, Kevin Smith Kevin Smith should in theory be our like God or our at the very least our our shining beacon to aspire to. Right now he's making He Man for Netflix. Oh, th- thank God. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it's gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking he-man and man at arms just like bumming around outside of a convenience store <laughs> uh, i'm pretty sure that's what he's doing he's making the the new he-man is like i'm not even supposed to be here today <laughs> <laughs> that might be the craziest thing that's happened on this podcast so far me doing clerks quotes as skeletor <laughs> On our fucking political podcast. It's very important. It's very important. It's incredibly relevant. Next question. Next question. (laughs) Cut of the week. Yes. But But anyways, uh, the next question is from uh, Cats Who Yell and says, uh, the X-22 report, which is not actually the poker player Paul McGrill, uh, has literally hundreds of podcasts. Yes. Uh, has literally hundreds of podcasts ranting about Trump's mission to defeat the central bank. And I've heard other cues mention it too. What? Has Trump ever mentioned anything like this? Where is this coming from? Um, this comes from the fact that apropos of nothing one day, uh, Q decided to jump into federal reserve hatred and uh, declared that gold will destroy the fed. And this turned QAnon into massive gold standard fans. And um, so you then just had uh, that bullshit uh, gold buggery become a part of like the QAnon lore. I remember like Joe M was talking about how like he can't wait until the post storm world when he'll go to an ATM and get currency backed by gold that he can trust. And it just really went to show how, like, kind of malleable uh, QAnon's uh, mythology was that, like, one day QAnon can be like, hey, bitches, gold standard. And everyone was like, yeah, gold standard. It was so bizarre. Uh, yeah, Q drop six, uh, two, six, one, nine. Um, someone asks Q, Q, do we have the gold? Question mark. And Q replies, yes, gold shall destroy Fed. And it's just like, why? Why they're, the talk, they're talking about the golden eye satellite laser, right? Yeah, it should have been. That would have been incredible. And Trump's uh, just a dumb racist parrot. He will repeat anything he sees on Fox News. So if he ever said it, well, but before before he started hating Fox News because Fox News wouldn't declare him president after he lost. <laughs> so uh, so that happened, and the other thing was that, uh, oh my God, my brain just exploded. Uh, now, I don't know who Wes Anderson is. But, or uh, in Germany. Or, or what Munich is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I knew what Munich was. I was trying not to say Moscow. Uh, but 
they have this idea. The other thing is, is that all these banks are, of course, Rothschild banks, and this is just more veiled anti-Semitism. And by breaking the banks, by breaking the banks, you pry loose the grip of the Zionists from uh, society and go about helping. helping also, save. like assu- assuming that Donald Trump is going to go after the banks would be like assuming that Superman was going to go fight the sun. <laughs> like for, first of all it's where it's where he gets all of his power from and second of all no matter how powerful he is he ain't got shit on it yeah so yeah it was very weird that uh this was a thing that QAnon just became obsessed with out of nowhere and uh trump never gave them any inclinations of it happening they basically just want the federal reserve destroyed and um in the stimulus, we want the we want the reserve destroyed. We want its wealth taken and redistributed among the people. Isn't that just communism? Whoa! <laughs> oh, it, it, it's it's good communism because we're taking the evil people's money away from them. Uh, unlike bad communism that you want because you're taking hardworking Americans' money away from them uh, oh, to pay for healthcare. You fucking I mean, monsters! Yeah, oh God, how dare you want to give people healthcare? You fucking prick! Uh, but the, so when the uh, COVID stimulus happened, uh, there was like a provision in the uh, bill that made it so the Treasury kind of monitored what the Fed was doing. And this had also happened under the Obama stimulus after the Great Recession. And the, the Trump version of it was just like a little like a, bigger and bolder. But uh, these idiots immediately thought that the Fed had been destroyed by the COVID stimulus and that now they had finally done it and they had won their victory over the Fed. Although the Fed still lives and they have not actually killed it. So like their hatred of the Federal Reserve is just Illuminati, New World Order bullshit that's been around for forever. Maybe, maybe that's where Q fucked off to it. Maybe Q took all the gold that he knew that uh, we had, and then he just used his Q-level clearance. He like sh- he flashed his Q-level clearance badge, and he was like, here for all gold, please. And they were like, absolutely, sir. And now he's just like living on some farm in Portugal, raising llamas or whatever. And just hoping that Bruce Willis doesn't uh, crack open that aspirin bottle and figure out where he is and then go get the gold from him. <laughs> Ooh, now, 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 now Mike is getting punchy with the refs. <laughs> hey, you back off. That's, that's me and L's uh, turf. Yeah, you don't see me being informed, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. My bad. How, how dare you? Uh, I, I, I am truly a monster. Stay in your own lane, you piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, finally, uh, everything is uh, fucking awful where fucking has all kinds of weird uh, emoji stuff on it or just like the odd fonts says, I guess you have touched on the Vice Q documentary. What are your thoughts on the direction it's taking? And also, when do I get to play Catan again? Well, uh, you can play Catan whenever you want. Uh, I'll try to be around tonight for Catan if possible. But um the Q Vice documentary right now appears to be going in a shitty uh, direction is the best way I can describe it. Uh, the first episode was not good would be how I would uh, phrase it. They, Oh, there you go. Sorry. Yeah. I interrupted you. Can you break down why? Why is it not good? Because uh, they gave way too much time and, and attention to QAnon supporters with not nearly enough pushback, they first interviewed like the, the guy that's like the QAnon musician. Then they interviewed Dustin Nemos, who was like a big QAnon promoter, who was part of the the team that actually like wrote the book that got to like number one on Amazon. 
and they just let him say whatever the fuck he wanted. And when he went on an adrenochrome rant, they did like a quick little voiceover. They were like, Dustin is wrong. Adrenochrome is not what he claims it is. But they just they didn't like actually challenge him in the interview itself. Like they were just on like a park bench uh, or a picnic table, as it were, just talking. And Dustin was just like, in the Hollywood elite, drink the blood of children that they terrify. Burgle, burgle. And I, I, I haven't I haven't seen this, but I'm sure that it was probably some white dude with full arm sleeves and like gauged ears and some hipster glasses being like, so what's the deal with Adrenochrome? <laughs> uh, I, I, I love that Vice's whole gimmick. It's just like reporting, but with people with body modifications, get wrecked. <laughs> Actually, the yeah, the interviewers are a pretty boring looking guy and girl. Uh, the the guy does have uh, his glasses that are hipster. Oh, I assure you, he's got body mo- modifications. You just can't see them. He's got a Prince Albert that would fucking embarrass the gods. <laughs> And uh, and Dustin Nemo's had on the a killer pair of shades as he was uh, laying down the the truth of QAnon. And I mean, I, I've seen your identity obscuring gear. You you you, you rock the fucking uh, the classy shades as well. Oh, not as classy as his. I, 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 feel, I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like me and Sarge need to need to uh, step up our sunglass game. Oh, please do. That would be I'm awesome. I'm of holding on a pair of sunglasses, constantly losing them. So you're saying it's too softball? They're just trying to humanize? It's it's really... It, or like humanize, am I right? Yes. Uh, Nailed it. That's what I put in my soup. It's uh, it's really... Uh, it, it, it's too softball with the QAnon promoters. Uh, then they had this like third guy that was a cop who was just sort of like, I believe this shit because I want to believe in it. And I'll say terrible things on Twitter because I want to. And he was like immaculately dressed in a suit and all this other stuff. And he was just a terrible person. And after the interview, like when they were back in their like home base, they were like, that guy was awful. And they were just like, thank God we gave him like 10 minutes of airtime in our documentary to say terrible shit. And then they go to like the anti QAnon people and they went to the QAnon anonymous podcast and the opening of their segment with them was just like the QAnon anonymous podcast is the go-to place for people who are curious about QAnon. And I was just like, that is such a wrong way to define that podcast. If anyone had, if anyone ever said the adventures in hell world podcast is where people who are curious about QAnon go, I would, I would feel that I had failed. I would feel it'd oh, be wrong as fuck. This is the, this, yeah. is the, this is the podcast you go to. If you want to know about blade, if you want to know about the Blade movie trilogy, soon to be quadrilogy, you come holler at us. Yes. Yeah, we but, will have a special episode when the new Blade movie drops. Really, when we get any sort of production stills, you better yeah. believe. Special Absolutely. Episode. We will stop everything to break down Blade for you in the most egregious, excruciating detail imaginable. But uh, And then they like talked to the QAnon anonymous guys for like a couple minutes. And then they were just like, because... There, the the focus of this documentary is like chasing the white whale of who is Q, who's the guy doing the posts, and the QAnon anonymous guys are, are much like me, like well, it doesn't fucking matter who's making the posts. That shit, that shit sailed ages ago, and then like you could just kind of tell the documentarians are like, okay, great, bye, and they ran away. Then they went to Frederick Brennan, and Frederick is just trying to give them like the whole. It's Jim and Ron Watkins, you idiots. Like, they're the ones who are in charge of all this shit. And then they're like, thanks, Frederick. 
we're now going to off to find this Thomas Schodenberger guy and maybe we'll interview Jim Watkins also. But, and, and it's just this, the, the whole thing is this like aggressive attempt to track down who Q is. They're convinced that there's like more to it than just uh, a bunch of jamokes who made this thing up. At one point, they were like, we're working on our working theories of what this is. And they actually had a graphic on the screen that said, Theory 4, White House Insider. And it's like, yeah, that's that's great. You should absolutely have that on the screen as a thing that, like, gives Q credibility. That in this Vice documentary, one of our theories is he's actually a guy who's working hand-in-hand with Trump to defeat the deep state. Well, I'm, I'm sure that they're probably coming from it from just being like, oh, as journalists, we have to do our due diligence and at least entertain the fact that it's, like, an actual White House insider. And I mean, yeah, I, it wouldn't, it's not completely outside of the realm of possibility. I mean, you know, like, if anything, the, the insurrectionist attack just sort of brought into stark relief how many people like towards the top levels of our government were involved with these jabrones to begin with. So like, oh, yeah. it, it, I, as, as one of the many symptoms of the first episode being bad in the ways that you say it's bad, like that can, that, that certainly isn't a good look, but I think the optics on it in general are probably more like, you know, the, the their heart's more in the right place than it, that, than that graphic isolated might make it seem, you know what I mean? Yeah, it I, might I also just be trying to fill out time. Like yeah. entertaining bad theories is a good way to fill airtime. See our podcast. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, hey I Vice, would. where the where the where the fuck were you when uh when we were doing we're doing our thing? Like where the fuck are you knocking on our doors? Why don't you ask us about it? I I can go get my ear pierced real quick, and then I can be on a Vice show, and like I'll I can tell, I, I, I can get to know Matty Matheson. We can become best friends. I'll tell you how my my theory of how. Uh, Q is an alien. I don't actually think that, but if it gets me on Vice, sure, I'll 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 chill. Yeah, yeah, I, I could t- I could talk to them about my my multiple Q theory that I totally came up with all by myself was the only person to ever say it. And also, I could tell them about my theory about how it all started as uh, a fucking ARG that spiraled out of control. And then I can meet Nexpo, and I can tell them that I think his content has started suffering recently. <laughs> So, I mean, I just think that if they had just – because like, if they had just had the guy say, theory number four is that it could be a White House insider, and then the woman laughs at him, and they just sort of like more like, yeah, fuck that, and they just didn't throw it up as a graphic, I would have been fine. The other thing is they have uh, – I believe it's Richard Steele who is completely out of his fucking mind, and in all of the bumpers – they have him wearing his nice suit with his crisp tie. And in all the bumpers, they just have him being like, Q is the most important public intelligence operation in the history of America. And it's just, why do you keep putting that soundbite in, like as either an outro or an intro to all these different segments? It's like, you obviously, like, you were in the house with the QAnon Anonymous podcast, guys. You were in the house for Frederick Brennan. You uh, talked to Will Sommer. You talked to other people that are anti-QAnon. You could have, like, put their, like, commentary in the bumpers where they're just like, this is a dangerous misinformation campaign that could get people killed, which, again, if you notice what happened on the 6th, fucking did. So it's just really weird that, like, they just have this aggressive need to like have the pro QAnon voices get as much, uh, get as much of their shit in as they are getting in. And there's just, and and the need to like try to figure out who Q is 
is just such a dead end to me that it's it's really just it's just not a hook that like intrigues me at all. I, I mean, if if Q was still around, it seems like it would be an intriguing hook, and mm-hmm. and like maybe to their credit, maybe they were producing this thing before Q dropped off the face of the planet, but like. If it didn't matter who the fuck he was back when he was still posting gibberish, certainly doesn't matter what who he is now that he's not posting anything. Right. I mean, I, unless uh, like you, uh, unless it ends up that like you know somebody comes like comes forward and it's just like I was secretly Q and like I'm sort of a big deal. Like if Tucker Carlson was like, "Yo, I'm Q" or whatever, <laughs> like then yeah, I'm interested again. But you know, fucking Occam's Razor. The the sad reality is that Q was probably just some random chump or pair of chumps in their mom's basement someplace doing a little uh a little fucking anti anti-government pro-white nationalism larp in their basement and then it caught fire and at some point they probably handed those reins off to the watkins boys because uh it just became this big fucking monster that they no longer had a yoke on yeah, they, they do bring up Tracy Beans and Paul Ferber and Pamphlet and on. And the one thing that was really kind of funny, and it was like, something that only like me, a guy that's really, really this deep in the weeds, they act they actually called uh, they called they called Paul Ferber Pamphlet and on when he was actually uh, Baruch the scribe, and uh, Coleman Rogers was Pamphlet and on. Wow, idiots! Yeah, we got <laughs> morons. But uh, they Which journalistic integrity. Time to start Q Gate. <laughs> I demand the firing of all female vice employees because of integrity. Mike, this will be fun. So, L, Q's password was hacked multiple times, and multiple times it was the same thing. It is an old TV show. You want to take just a guess? You get uh, bewitched. No. Damn it. I just thought it would be super ironic if it was a fucking satanic devil-worshipping Salem witch or whatever. You want one more try? Old TV show. MASH. No, getting closer. Airwolf. Matlock. Matlock. You sure it wasn't Airwolf? Oh, God. Turbo Teen. (laughs) That's going real deep. No, multiple times Q's password was Matlock. More than once. Yeah. Sectars. Sectars. Now you're just saying cartoons you like. And, and the- whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm saying cartoons, not cartoons I like. <laughs> let's not let's not paint L with that broad a brush. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm a I'm a sectar stan in 2021. But uh, they, yeah, they, they did bring up also that like Ron Watkins had to verify Q's identity a few times, which. Again, you would think that would be enough to be like, well, the Watkins have all the control over this thing, so let's just go to them. And instead, like, they're just white whaling this shit really hard. And since there's like two more episodes. It's like fucking J- like J. Jonah Jameson asking Peter Parker who Spider Man is. Right. And it's just, it just feels like they're. They're going to go down a road where they're going to get to the point where they decide that Russia was behind it. And when that happens, then, like, I'm just going to break small objects in my house because I really just go up a wall when people are like, the Russian psyop that was QAnon. It's like, no, no, it fucking wasn't. Like, it's 
again, you're making the boogeyman even scarier and more terrifying than he truly is because Q got too big for its britches. And it couldn't have just been a couple of clowns like fucking working on a LARP. Nope, it had to be an evil, scary foreign government doing this shit. If you Mike, if you've got you've got the juice now. You you're 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 a bona fide QAnon expert that gets interviewed interviewed by news publications and such. You should just reach out to Vice if they if they biff it real hard and just be like, hey, you guys fucked up, and I'm here to tell you why. Oh, I oh trust me, I will. The, the uh, after the third episode, I completely uh, watch that. If uh, it's not great, uh, there will be a series of tweets with uh, them tagged in it, being like, hey, Vice, uh, great documentary. Uh, Here's where it was bad. I'm, I'm very much of the theory. Like if they do any research at all, uh, I'm very much there. There's a podcast called reply all, and they have an episode where they break down QAnon and they put forward that it was probably the guy who originally owned the, or ran the eight Chan board, um, the oncoming storm. And then the Watkins stole it from him. And it was the Watkins ever since. And I, I personally with in the research I've done since coming on this podcast, that's where I live. Like that's, yeah, the that's, that's the Paul Ferber, Tracy beans, pamphlet and on story. That's great. And, and that's something I find very plausible because Paul Ferber basically can't admit Q got stolen from him because he just lives for this bullshit. He lives to create this stuff. Uh, he tried to rekindle that Q magic with Big Dick Anon, but uh, we've talked about previously. Unfortunately, uh, Big Dick Anon's like first uh, big swing, as it were, was a little too meaty, and he was talking about uh, the Three Gorges Dam in China collapsing, and uh, that hasn't happened, nor will it happen. So uh, he's going to be wrong. He's going to be over one out of the gate, and that's going to hurt him because nowadays. Uh, these people want uh, accuracy in their anonymous uh, insider agents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, their, their track record with Q would certainly indicate that because... Sparkling, yes. <laughs> we, all know, we all know that Q was the modern-day Nostradamus. Yes. Which, which is actually kind of true, because all Nostradamus d- did was say a bunch of vague shit and let you interpret it how you wanted to, and then it turns out that a lot of people really wanted him to be able to see the futures. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that was the last thing that Vice did that drove me up a wall was her, like, Q posts cryptic messages. It's like, no, they're just wrong. It's not cryptic. It's just fucking wrong. I mean, it's just... Cause when but you where's say, Uma? Oh, it's, exactly. It's like when you say cryptic, you make it sound interesting and spooky, and maybe I should look into it. You could just say... Yeah, the first thing Q ever posted was a Hillary Clinton's passport was going to be flagged and she was going to be arrested. Guess what? That shit didn't fucking happen. Yet these people still believe. Why? Why do they believe the guy who's always fucking wrong? Like, just frame it correctly. Frame it based on evidence. Don't make QAnon exciting or sexy or engaging or any of it. Like, I just... That's right. Viewers, there are upwards of hundreds of you. Go destroy Vice. (laughs) <laughs> blow up their blow up their twitter inbox with with recommendations for getting the adventures of Hellworld crew on their hipster news network <laughs> so that we the qaa podcast can be on for 45 seconds of what was probably a two-hour interview yeah and it's like look well like, i get it i i flubbed it there towards the end but i still made a wes anderson reference that's got to be as good as having a sleeve tattoo at least for 30 seconds i'm not asking for a lot of juice i just want a little <laughs> We've made a bunch of references this this episode. We got a, a Men in Black reference in. 
I was pretty happy with that one. I got to make a Turboteen reference in that I shouted the name Turboteen. <laughs> Is it a reference where you just scream the name of the property? I mean, uh, the, the, the people who get it will get it. You know, if you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> people get out get in anyway, uh, th- thanks as always for your questions folks uh i'm gonna go ahead and start steering us out of this fucking horrible hell world uh so an- another uh you know quote-unquote successful episodes thanks for uh, st- sticking with us again uh as always if you want to follow uh myself or sarge or mike rands on twitter uh you can do that at hell world l hell world sarge or poker and politics, respectively. And, uh, of course, because this is our lot in life now, I have to say that the O in Hellworld is a Q. Get it? Because we talk about Q. Uh, Also, if you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like for us to continue to grow and do better, uh, the best thing you can do is tell a friend uh, or just recommend us to anybody who might be looking for a sort of lighter take on the Q nonsense in the world. Uh, or if you have like physical, or I guess in this case, digital uh, currency burning a hole in your pocket, or I guess in this case, computer wallet, uh, you can go ahead and give that to us at Patreon, uh, Poker Politics. Or if we're not worthy of your money, you can go ahead and donate that to love146.org. Uh, they are a charity that is anti-human trafficking, anti-child trafficking in the way that QAnon supporters uh, you know, claim that they want to be, but frequently aren't. Uh, did I miss anything, Chapos? No, I do not. Think you did, sir. Sounds uh, good. Actually, Chapos is a thing. I probably can't call you that, Chappies. I know that Chappie is also a thing, but if I'm comparing you to South South African robots, I feel like you could do worse. <laughs> All right. Well, then, for my fellow Chappies, uh, Sarge and uh, Mike Rains, aka Poker Politics, I am Hellworld L. Uh, signing off for the week. Good speed, Patriots. 